0: Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 120 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Wes's first time, um, because, well, it's my friend Wes Hardy's first time of playing D&D, or running a D&D campaign, I should say. But before I get into that, let me remind you guys that this podcast... We'll hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. Or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, drop me an email, let me know what I can do to improve, how you heard about the show, questions, comments, all that kind of stuff. Or you can find me on the Apple iTunes app or the Google Play Store, subscribe to the podcast there, Uh, give me the likes, the shares, the subscribes, that kind of stuff. And you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So go to those places, uh, support the show, do what you can. Uh, let me know what I'm doing and you know how I can improve. Um, yeah, so this whole episode is an interview I did with my friend uh, Wes Hardy a while ago um, because he had finished up a massive portion of his campaign that he planned for the first time. He wasn't taking over anybody's notes. This was basically his first official foray... Uh, introduction into his own D D campaign from what i can tell from talking to him um and so yeah he's just going to share his own opinion about what he thinks about the game and stuff like that and i ask him questions um i don't really do a lot of interviews wes is a good friend now we've only known other for about a year but it's good to get to know people and i think i said uh i don't know if i said it in the podcast or off brand but like i don't understand how people get friends anymore i'm an old man i'm 41 going on 42 so it's good to meet new people and uh, you know have a lot of common interests and have a good time. So you know enjoy our talk. Bye. So yeah, I mean, you and I talked. Uh, I mean, we've talked off board about what it is like now that you are an official DM because you told us before you started DMing the group that you were an unofficial DM, uh, and I laughed. So now that you are an official DM and we've all got to level four, that's kind of like, you know, the next, I don't know, challenge rating, I guess, would be for 5e?
1: Sure. Sure. And, yeah, official. Official DM.
0: Yeah, I didn't know what you (laughs) were.
1: Officially, I've hosted my own campaign long enough to get you and the other players to level four. So that, as official as that is in that capacity... Uh, yep. We're there, man. Yeah. it's arrived. Well,
0: what did, what did you mean originally about unofficially? Like, what did, is it just because you, because I know you did that campaign with us where you took someone's notes. So is that what you meant of like, I haven't really planned my own thing yet? Is that what you were talking about? I,
1: I was never, I had never DM'd. I personally Mm -hmm. had never DM'd a game. Oh, okay. So. Unofficially, because in my head I'm like, I have all these ideas and and the idea of how I think this should go down and the kind of story that I would like to tell and the you know the, the balance between combat and role play and intrigue and uh, politics and that kind of stuff. I in my head I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what I want to have happen. Put it into practice? No, never had. <laughs> so that's, the, that's the unofficial capacity in my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm a total DM. I'm ready
0: to go, but... Uh, oh, so in your yeah. brain, you were like, I'm totally prepared. <laughs>
1: yeah, but in practice, no. Okay, not at all.
0: So I guess I, I guess that's a good jump off. Like, what, it, what what did... First off, I think I asked you off board, and I want to ask officially, did you have a good time so far with what you've done and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, so far, I'm, I am having a great time, and um, some of it has been pretty rough shot, and I have our first couple sessions... Kind of bled from our session zero and really talking about expectations and doing some character building. Uh, uh, and those almost just kind of naturally threw themselves into a session, right? right? I, th- I feel like we had one or two that were like that. And th- I mean, honestly, for those, my opinion of my own performance is, is a moot point. It's more about like, <laughs> was that enjoyable? Because I just made that shit up, you know? And we were. We were just flying oh, off session, the session of our pants.
0: The session zero? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had a good time. I think that's it at the end, like I mean we've talked about my campaign I was running where you I would have sessions where I'm like, that didn't go well. Um, you know. Um, but I mean you're, you're somewhat well. I mean, did you feel like at the end of your you know, sessions you're like, that's kind of where I wanted to be, that's you know, things happened uh the way that is that what you felt when you were running it you're like yeah this is exactly where i wanted to be at the end of this session you know like
1: yeah uh, um honestly yes so that's that's one reason why uh, i am like i remain invigorated and excited about this because even through some of those times where i hadn't planned anything out and was really just kind of freestyling it um, and hoping that it wasn't that apparent to you guys as the as the player characters, because I feel like that would be worse than anything, is that you're along for this ride, but you feel how unprepared it is. Like, I don't want that, and I, I feel like that would definitely, if I was a player in that kind of atmosphere, and if um, the game master wasn't able to really... Uh, adapt to situations and kind of have some free flow random way of dealing with things then i i probably wouldn't enjoy it so that's for those couple sessions where there was less structure that was one of my big concerns is that you guys were going to be looking at this like "Uh, this mm, uh." I,
0: i think there was only i think there was only one time where i'm like oh you obviously didn't plan that which there was a we fought um like a a Loth spider, basically. I keep forgetting the name of it.
1: Driver. Yeah,
0: driver. We, we've... Right. There was one section where are like, and a drider appears. That was the one where I was like, I don't think he planned this, because you had battle maps for everything else and kind of could yeah. put us on the board, but that was something you're like, here it is. Here's a photo yeah. of it. <laughs> that was the one time where I was like, which was fine. I mean, being a DM where someone's like, hey, I want to go left, and you're like, I haven't planned left. Um, that was the one part where I was like, yeah, this was not... This was not on the itinerary of what to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, but that was the only time that I really felt like, okay, so he he definitely didn't plan that. But other than that, I you know I felt uh, it was good. You know, I mean, it's been good so far. It's it's definitely like when you when as a player when you step in anything new, it's definitely like you want to see what the cadence is. I mean, mine starting out was kind of action heavy, but yours was more intrigue. I think my later campaign is going to go more intrigue and action light. So, you kind of started the maybe the opposite of what I started. So,
1: yeah, I, I just my experience playing, my experience as an observer. Uh, there's so much digital content to digest nowadays, too. With, I mean, you can go to the, the extreme of the professionals with like Critical Rule and that kind of stuff, and, and that is. Uh, it's funny, you very quickly like, dip a toe into the Matt Mercer effect, right? Where they talk about this effect of how incredible this motherfucker is. How well thought out and planned everything is. How much he knows every single rule and every single aspect about everything. And has voices and all this stuff. So this, this idea of the Matt Mercer effect being, it can set the bar way too high. Yeah. For anybody, and especially if you're going in there, like, as, uh, as a DM, GM, and you're thinking, okay, like, I want to do something like that. Oh, man, d- you know, that is, that's not a benchmark anyone should ever put themselves up against. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's the gold standard. I mean, the dude's an, uh, a successful voice actor. I mean, this is what he does, right? He's an actor as well, so... Um,
0: no, I, I just kind of realized looking at critical role stuff, I'm like, well, I'm not ever going to be, you know, like I, uh, enough therapy and just self-reflection with D&D and other TTRP's, TTRP's is, RPGs have taught me that, you know, you're, I I think I'm okay now with like being at a certain level, you know, like I don't, I don't you know, it, uh, I I, I just feel that it's okay. Like, not everybody has to be Matt Mercer, you know? If everybody was Matt Mercer, then Matt Mercer wouldn't be Matt Mercer, you know? Like, there's a reason why he's there. Yeah. And as long as as long as long I'm getting good feedback and people are telling me they're having a good time and people seem engaged in the story, yeah. you know, that's what I care about.
1: So. Yeah. I get, yeah, so I, I mean, I kind of, I brought that up because in my own head, there's like, you know, we're, we're always going to be our own worst critics and kind of set expectations that are, who knows beyond our own selves or whatever, but, um, yeah, for myself, like I want, I want an engaging fun story and I don't want anything necessarily to be just too overbearing. Like I don't want it to just be that all you do is combat the entire time or all you do is like talk and role play the entire time. I want like a nice, happy, middle ground for those kinds of things and so i'm I'm kind of trying to still figure that out Uh, again so we've had four real sessions i i would say yeah Um, and yeah and i personally i really like where we're i like where the story has kind of evolved too i am i'm very into this idea that now you guys are basically conscripted to be A mercenary band to help overthrow a particular house so that another house can gain power and prominence and you guys stand to basically have anything you want uh, including indefinite freedom and that can be identified and signified with uh, some sort of badge or something that basically says like you are not owned and you don't need to be owned you know so I mean that is probably end game for this this narrative is, is what you guys are working towards. Hopefully you can accomplish that because if you do, then you can go anywhere and do anything and you're not I mean you will you be male scum still, sure. You're drow in a drow in a matriarchal society, absolutely. But you will you will have freedom outside of what anyone else knows. Um,
0: so and it is possible that those people exist. So. Yeah, I mean, I told you I was excited to do the Underdark campaign just because the only other experience I had with it was I was a human and I got drugged down there. I was like a slave, and uh, I mean, we still are because we chose males for some reason. But the idea, <laughs> <laughs> the idea that like we want to be down there, like we're there doing something, was still more exciting than just being somebody's you know cannon fodder for sure. you know whatever. So
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I still, I really love this idea of a campaign set in the Underdark with Underdark races. I just think it's really fun. Yeah, I know.
0: But that's, you know, you started and said this is more, I think you told this in Session Zero, like this is going to be more intrigue, you know, than uh, combat, which I'm fine with, you know, I don't care either way. So it, it doesn't bother me either way to be, you know, oh, it's about intrigue, darn it. I'm not, But I do know some players are like, can we just punch people? Like, I just want to punch people, you know, or stab Well,
1: them. so, I mean, at the, la- the end of our last session, I, I just, because it, it seemed like, all right, folks are probably ready to have that now. Although I was, like, I, I really enjoyed the role-playing that transpired in the throne room. Uh, yeah, that was good. With, I thought that was great, man. I mean, we had the, the mother of, of, what was it, House Van Grey.
0: Well, no, I, I do like, and I and I, I think I told you this offboard, but I mean officially, I I don't, I don't care about characters' backstories except for how we interact with each other, you know. So like, I don't care about, uh, you know, I, I've said to you, I don't care about, uh, Dexter the assassin rogue. I don't care about his backstory. Uh, he showed it to me, and I don't care. Um, but it's not being cruel it's just like my, one my character wouldn't know this and two what does that mean when you and I are at a table talking it doesn't mean anything you know sure sure and uh, sure. to me that's cool there's been some really good role playing moments the, the monk has really embraced being a drunken master and he's brewing his own ales right now you know he's doing great and uh, the, the fact that everybody that he's given ale to has failed their constitution check has been amazing it <laughs> uh,
1: has provided some serious uh, comedy It really has. Yeah. It's provided some some light, high moments for sure.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if it's me or another character, but we were like, maybe we should just stop handing it out to at least the merchants because we do need to buy stuff from them and you keep knocking them out. It doesn't help us, you know, purchase gear or anything, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I was looking online and some people, I don't know if you've read this or if you've seen it in the books, but like there's tiers to play, I guess, you know, from like one to five, you're a certain tier. From like six to ten you're a certain tier. From like eleven to fifteen you're a certain tier, and then sixteen to twenty you're a certain tier. Like, um I like I read online, like I've seen it in the book somewhere, but there was some message boards. I went to the DD message board and people kinda like a lot of people agreed with this, it's like from one to five you're basically like a local hero, like the town knows about you and stuff and you help out. But then from like six to ten, it's it's almost like there's a king in the area, you're in a bigger town, like Neverwinter or something. And they may ask you to help because they've heard of you and stuff like that. Um, and then from 11.15, it says like you're a national hero and you probably get some lands and you're starting to get like a notoriety, you know. And, uh, and then um, at that point, they said you shouldn't be dealing with goblins. Those are underling minions. It's like your turn to basically be a general or whatever. And then from 60 to 20, t- people talked about you're not really fighting that much anymore. You're more of an advisor because you're so powerful. There's no reason for you to go on the road or... You know oh
1: so it's a it's a it's a like notoriety ranking system essentially
0: yeah and they, they were just using the D okay. levels and I, i've heard that before of like you know one to four five to ten you know stuff like that like and also it affects the challenge rating of the monsters which there's been a lot of talk online on how ridiculous challenge ratings are because you can have somebody fight one second level challenge rating and they just go through it or like eight challenge rating ones and it kills everybody you know like it challenge ratings don't really make a lot of sense sometimes so um.
1: yeah I don't I mean I don't personally think that a whole lot of stock or merit has to be put onto those particular numbers you know what when, when I'm creating a encounter the challenge rating definitely has something to do with it but there's so much flexibility I mean the flexibility is infinite there. Right, because yeah, I mean, really, you, you can you can have something, and you can weaken it or strengthen it or whatever, um, and then it, it it comes down to luck, man. A lot of it comes down to rolls. You know, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: you guys in in the cellar of the house there, you guys fought an elite uh, drow guard who was basically one of the matron's uh, top guards, and his hit points. Uh, were the combined value of all four of you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and he had a large wolf spider with him and a, a, a lowly drow with him um, who is probably going through his motions to see like hey are you worth a shit or do you suck? You know. Yeah, um, You guys came out victorious. But it was close, and you, I mean, Roland was one of the most successful characters in that encounter.
0: Well, let's be um, honest, for and- some so for some people, it was very close. For other people, we were fine. Uh, there was a couple of people in that group. There was, I know, the assassin rogue couldn't hit with his uh, crossbow to save his life. He kept missing and yeah. shooting the floor and stuff like that, which doesn't look good when you're like, damn it, you know, like he kept hitting the yeah. ground and stuff, so.
1: Well, so... I did, I have met with everyone now individually, and we've we've recalibrated and rebalanced uh, statistics and whatnot, um, because of course we had <laughs> we had Darkin, we had Jesse who went in and like mid session rerolled all his stats to just like have god tiers. Yeah, that's but kind I of a, a
0: that's a weird I decision. I had to stop
1: that. Yeah, yeah I had exactly to stop something. that and just go. It's point by but I'm sorry. And he goes, well, what about what about Roland? What about Joe's character? And I'm like, look. He undersold himself with his roles. I mean his point buy could have technically had more going towards his total values.
0: Yeah, I mean I only really had one really stellar stat. I mean yeah, everything else is exactly. either zero or negative, like so. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So but but that's fine. I mean we we level balanced that level set that for everybody and um Dexter, same thing. Made sure that he went back and you know, he's sitting on the, the point buy stuff. But <laughs> the thing that I was telling Todd for Dexter, this, this rogue character who's kind of fashioning himself an assassin, was I, I want him to think more three-dimensionally in the environments because he has the ability to, to get height advantage and do other things to really maximize his role and do some incredible damage and i'll give him those opportunities but he has to be thinking about it i'm not gonna i won't spoon feed him those right yeah but if he if we walk into an encounter i'll give him an opportunity to scan the surroundings maybe there's a handhold or something up on a wall in a shadow and he can grab it and you know stick there and and be hidden for a second, and right. then have an opportunity to have a stealth tech. He could do that stuff, but he has to be actively thinking about it. And this is what happens when you start playing a little bit more challenging character types. Is that you can do a lot, man, and the the way in which. An assassin is the most powerful is striking from the shadows, right? Right. Yeah. But if you never do anything to try to be in the shadows, then you just play a fighter. Just play a fighter yeah. because yeah. you're you're not doing anything with your character otherwise, right? And then you get then you have the opposite end of the spectrum with Jesse with Darkin, and, and Jesse wants to do everything all at
0: once. Yeah. Well, I noticed Wait that he, he made a fighter, which I was excited about, but then he goes, oh, I'm multiclassing, And I go, into what? And he said, a wizard. And I was like, what? Like that, uh... And I was like, okay, so I could see, like, an enchanting wizard, you know, like, um, or like, um, abjuration, something that would, like, buff, basically, you or whatever. And he's like, no, I want to be a necromancer. I'm like, that's, like, complex. You know what I mean? Like, to do that, um, it's hard to do that, you know? It's hard just being an... It's hard just being a necromancer, let alone a fighter, that has, like, action oh surge. God, yeah. and you have action surge, you can take another whatever, you get second oh, wind yeah. later, like, all that stuff, you know? Not only that, well, but and, if he's and, raising the dead and doing it multiple uh, times and rolling for them, it's like, man, come yeah.
1: on. Yeah. And, I mean, especially like, a necromancer is probably predominantly rocking concentration spells, where... Um, yeah, yeah you you're having to juggle that stuff because you can't have multiple and so you need to know when you're going to cut that off and it, ignite the next one and, right uh trying to control multiple mobs and that kind of stuff yeah it's very interesting so i like i mentioned i am going to be folding my friend bethany into this group and i don't know exactly how the introduction takes place yet that's something i'm putting a lot of thought into because i feel like you can it, that could be challenging, and if you try to just like force people into a role-playing situation to be like, "Hey, who's this person?" it could just be like it could be mad awkward and fall flat and not work right. well. So right. there has to be some event or uh, some good catalyst that really introduces a, a new player into the mix.
0: Well, I mean, but, honestly, the house that we're working for, we could be mercenaries, but they might. they might not trust us. And they're like, you're going to take this chaperone with you. And we can be like, what? And they're like, we're not just going to let four male slaves, you know what I mean? Just walk around the underdark, you know? So here's here's,
1: here's the reason why that won't be what happens. The reason why that won't be what happens is because, um, when you guys exit the walls of this house, you're blacklisted. They don't want any connection to you whatsoever so that you can accomplish your potential tasks and it has zero tie back to them. Right. That's what has to happen. So right. um, you guys are playing a very risky game because you're assuming all the responsibility and danger and you have no one backing you up. Right. So if you're unsuccessful, capture something like that, you can... You can uh, squawk all you like about what you claim to know, or where you came from, or who set you on your task. Uh, who's going to believe you? You know,
0: right? Yeah, I mean that's true. Um, well, I mean we'll see how it goes because I, I, two members of the group definitely know a lot about the Underdark. And even though I'm a drow, I was ferreted away when I was ferried away when I was young, and now I'm back. So I'm, I look like everybody, but I'm not from around here, basically.
1: So uh, right. Um, right. Yeah, they... I mean, everybody knows more about the Underdark than you do, but specifically Jenkins and Dexter know more about Menzel Barons and the workings within the city and how those things function. Yeah. So you're getting a cold, hard just dip into it, and it, it's... I uh, From what I've understood so far for Rowan,
0: he is disgusted by it, and as he should be. I mean, it's... Well, yeah, he just doesn't, you know. He he was kind of a pet when he was young, and the idea of being a pet or being in chains again just does not appeal. To, he's already done that, you know, been there, yeah. done that, bought yeah. the t-shirt, that stuff. So, he's definitely yeah. looking for his way out. Like, how can I, how can I do this so I'm free of all this? But I was gonna ask Absolutely. you, like, how did you, how have you liked Roll Twenty? Because I know we use that early on, and we've kind of used it in different games. Yeah. Uh, and then so... I didn't use it for a while. Then I used another program which we used. I didn't like. So I, you know, we're kind of back to roll twenty. Do you like roll twenty, or are you kind of like, eh, like?
1: So I like it because it's freeware, right? Yeah. And I and there are a ton of assets that I can find for tokens and whatnot. Um, and strictly for a virtual tabletop, I like it. Yeah. I do. Uh, there are some sounds that I have there and. Now, especially for like using zoom or something and I can just share sound, I can grab ambient sounds from YouTube or something and have them playing in the background. That for me is like, I really enjoy having those sounds back there. They just, they kind of keep the immersion for me. They keep my head where I want it to be, you know, um, is it necessary? No, I just think it really helps. And I think it also helps with some of our other players, um, for sure, I think it helps his brain to just be like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm, like, in this
0: cave, you know? Yeah, I mean, the Dexter, the Assassin, he mentioned that about other programs, about when we weren't using that or whatever. He said it's hard to visualize, like, how far away am I from this person? How far is this? Like, you know, I've been playing d and a long time, and you would get, before we had miniatures or maps, there would be a... Well, what's going on? So, you'd have to break out dice on a table and say, okay, you're the four sided dice. He's the 20 sided dice. He's coming at you. He's this far away. You're within range. Like, that kind of stuff does help kind of situate, you know, your um, self in the game. So,
1: yeah. um, Yeah, I. What I am trying to do, I don't want as much reliance on some of these kind of virtual tables and visuals i i like this idea of like uh, like the um the high level overview of men's appearance and with the main houses kind of called out i feel like it provides a pretty good visual that where they're just kind of talking into and well it looks like there's a lot going on it's not something that you necessarily need to be like what the you know,
0: so yeah, well, yeah. Into... I mean, I like how you've done it so far where you basically just do the battle maps in Roll 20, and then, or like, uh, if you go into a town, that's in Roll 20, but like, you just have the map of Menzo Barrenson up with some cave music of Creepy Crawlies, like that sets the tone for, you know, your traveling, blah 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 type stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's good, it helps visualize it just enough. And I mean, I've talked to you before, like even in Zoom, I'll minimize people's portrait. I just like listening to you tell the story and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to look at everybody's faces. Cause I even realized that when I was doing Dragon Age, when we were going to Zoom and sheltering in place that that kind of cadence is hard sometimes when you, everybody's a thumbnail and you're trying to focus on people and things don't hit the right way. So I just said, let's just, for me, like with your campaign, I'm just looking at a map and listening to your voice and yeah. And, and I muted my mic a lot cause I have dogs and I have a fan that's loud and I didn't yeah. want to interrupt anything, you know? And then, yeah. um, so it's, uh,
1: it, it's been the same for me and for the most part between kind of the ambient sound that, that might be playing for a specific location as well as uh, a kind of a high level view of where we're at. I'm not looking at everybody either. Um, but I have felt like we've been doing a good job of. I, I feel like people are quite connected. And think about it, you know, and we've had our we've had our challenges and whatnot, but we address those things and we're kind of moving through them. And so, yeah, um, I think, I think the, some of that yeah, participation is really improving. So
0: yeah, the only challenge I think we have now is um, just getting a schedule under wraps, and then also. Um, you know, you and uh, the other Todd are on East Coast time, and then we're on West Coast time, so trying to, like, I'd, I'd rather do it on Saturday, I talk to you, but I know one of the group members can't, and so we're working on that. I hope he I hope he's able to switch over, because I know it'd be easier for you guys to be able to log in on a Saturday at, like, 1 p.m. your time, instead of 7 p.m. your time. And then, because, I mean, with my campaign, if it was good or bad, we still had, like, a four-hour session, mostly, where you could really dig in and get a lot done, you know, either dialogue or yeah. combat or whatever. And it feels like now it's like, I just have two hours cause it's like midnight here, you know, like especially with one of our group members and that's hard. That's always a thing. And that's why I think from, I think you said from here on out, you want to do every two weeks. So like we're going to meet next Friday and then do every two weeks barring. We're going to try. Yeah. Barring any like major problem or whatever, you know? Right. So
1: we, we are going to try. So let's, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh,
0: Is there anything, is there anything that happened uh, during the sessions that was completely, I mean, obviously you can't plan for our actions, but is there something that totally shocked you that like the group member did or whatever that you were like, what the heck? Like, I didn't see that. Like you said, you had to come up with some stuff on the fly, but was there something out of left field where you were like, I did not see that coming at all? Like,
1: No, nothing too insane yet, to be completely honest. I mean, we haven't had any chicken bomb moments or anything. But
0: (laughs) That's a massive... Um,
1: Yeah, nothing insane yet. I I did think there might be more uh, opposition to blindly trying to go and rescue the lady from the depths of the capital city. Mm -hmm. And I thought that there might be more inclination to follow old Gregnock and roll out with the whole troop no longer bound to servitude because she's gone um but i, I did have contingencies either way and in my head honestly i i kind of i more so wanted you guys to pursue that avenue and get into the city because i wanted you to have a taste of it Feel that environment, get into this political side of it, have to go through some of this stuff, and hopefully eventually make a decision to say, <laughs> We need to get the hell out of this place. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like this is horrible. We should not stay around. But I I didn't I did not see everyone being on board with that i for sure in my head i was like oh at least two of them would be like fuck no let's go dude i'm out of here yeah but i thought there was gonna have to be some tips about that but no everybody was like all right cool
0: yeah i i still don't know why jesse's character the bugbear did what he did uh i i think both todd's i think their characters uh uh dexter and um uh Jenkins. Jenkins. I think they were like... Th- their thing was... Like, I know Jenkins said to somebody, you know, the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. So, like, she's a known quantity. She treats us okay. She pays us. You know, she's been good to us so we're going to help her out. And I think the other Todd, his thing was, well, you know, I have Stockholm Syndrome. She's been nice to me. I- I'm kind of forced in this mental position to help her even though I probably shouldn't and I probably should walk away but, like, she's kind of brainwashed me. And uh, I don't know why Darken did what he did. My character immediately was like, Well, yeah, the easy thing would be to run, but like I and I did it in the game where my character said, I want you to owe me a favor and I figured if I saved her, she would owe me a favor. So my thing was like I mean, you know, they pull me back in, but if I do this thing I could get a really powerful favor. So his and then, you know, I had a talk off board with one of the characters where he said, It's crazy how we all have Stockholm syndrome and we just want to go save her and I said, I don't just have Stock like but I didn't tell him that. I said, Yeah, it's pretty crazy but in my mind I was thinking I just want her to owe me a favor, you know, somebody in power that owes you a favor is a big deal. So. Um, yeah. It's a massive deal. It's yeah. a massive deal. And so, uh, that's what I wanted and, and, uh, to run and everything, I, it wasn't an, I, you know, cause it's like, they're, I mean, I've probably been around up before or I've been, I've been caught before. So it's the idea that, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be caught. So I thought, you know, I'm kind of out on a limb here, so yeah. That's what I thought when I was, that was my, you know, justification for everything was I'm, I'm out on a limb and I'm, I'm not gonna make it. So I need to help this woman. She can owe me a favor and then we'll go from there. Yeah. I, my character is very much a that's a tomorrow problem. You know, like yeah. right now, this is what I'm dealing with. So yeah. uh, is there anything that you wish? I mean, you've only been doing this a few sessions. Even between, I mean, obviously you took this is your thing from the beginning. Uh, is there anything that you haven't liked about the experience so far that you're just like, oh, I really need to work on X, Y, and Z? Or are you kind of just open for everything right now? Or um...
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, what... I mean I, I'm definitely open for everything. It's... Um, I personally like a heavier kind of role-playing experience. And so it's what... I'm attempting to cultivate with some of this stuff. And it is outside of the comfort zone of a couple people. And I think it, but I think it's, it's going well. And I'm enjoying seeing people kind of open up to this idea of uh, really role playing and putting themselves in the shoes of somebody and and thinking and making decisions and making commentary and uh, just kind of embodying the character that they've chosen to be i am that's what i'm enjoying it's i don't think it's a miss or anything like that i think it's i think it's going well and i i just i kind of want to play more into that i i want to I want to get people's brains working in that in that kind of role playing mindset, and uh, I think that it's been I don't know I think I think it's gone really well. I I I could take somebody like Todd for instance who I know because he's told me that like this is that's a space where he's really not very comfortable.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean he told me that as well. You know that, that he's right. not uh, good with that, so he always picks. I think he purposely picks. The comfort of like similar characters, you know, they have horrible backstories, you know, tragic backstories, and then they're kind of uh, in it for themselves, you know. And but Absolutely. I think that's more of a comfort to him than, hey, why don't I try something completely different and try to definitely do something different. Then
1: well, but even outside of like the the comfort of the mindset you choose, it, it, I'm looking to just get people really speaking from the perspective of their character. And just try to embody that and, and I think that we're doing well. I think we're kind of nurturing that. And I'm enjoying I'm enjoying seeing that taking
0: place and getting people's brains kind of churning along those lines. So so I know like when I plan I try to do like I, I try to do it by beat, you know, like I'm like, okay, these two things kinda I want these two things to happen in the sh- session. Do you do you like outline everything and write pages and pages, or you just say, Hey, I want this to be A mystery and this is the main setup is they're going to help this house overthrow another house or are you like you know session one to whatever they're going to do this and then they're going to do this and then like how much have you planned so far has it been like 40% playing 60% planning or like 50-50 or like 80-20
1: or that's a really good question um I'm less traditionally structured in that sense so I have a, a higher level idea of what i would like to see transpire and from that i kind of spiderweb down with a few different ideas of like well what else could go on and, and what might be necessary to make this thing come to fruition hmm. regardless okay. of what my players do i can have an end goal that is going to happen but we can get there through numerous routes Branding. right so it's, well, it's I,
0: yeah, it's basically like going through the woods and finding the main road. Like sooner or later, you're gonna find the main road, but you're still in the woods, kind of going about your own way.
1: Until the you... way in which yeah, the way in which I plan is kind of spiderwebby. It's um, it's like a choose your own adventure book in a in a way. There is an end game, but there are multiple ends to the means or, or ways to the to the end there. So. Um, like right now for instance you guys are helping to help this house overthrow and accomplish a particular task now there's two outcomes that can happen ultimately you're successful you're not successful right that's it yeah that's i that's it those there's only two outcomes and so underneath those two outcomes, there are multiple branching and connected events that could potentially transpire that result in either the success of this mission or the failure of this mission.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We, yeah. We're either going to live or die basically. Cause I don't, I mean, we're, we're not, if we fail, then I'm sure the people that are hiring us to do this or have tasks with doing this, are going to kill us. Like they're not going to be happy about it. Or the well, people look,
1: that... death is not necessarily the outcome of failure for this.
0: Mm. Um,
1: Not for death for you isn't necessarily the outcome for this. You're unbranded. You're not tied to this necessarily. And if somehow what goes down is a failure on your part, but it results in the outing of the higher party and their intentions, they could be eviscerated 1,000%. And then where are you guys? You're right back where you started with fucking nothing with nobody and you're nobody. That's entirely possible.
0: Yeah, that's pretty great. I like I like that <laughs> outcome. <a> pretty good. <laughs> that is option. entirely
1: possible. Or shit, you could be you could be a hundred percent successful. This house could take over. They could get exactly what they want. There could be an extinction level event against the other house, and then you guys are owed a serious fucking prize that you might get to collect on, and then go do whatever you want. So there are some strange outcomes. Is one of the outcomes that you all are dead? Sure. That could be an <laughs> yeah too. that that could
0: always that could be the that uh, that could be the thing that, that could, could be the thing yeah but, yeah
1: but this this idea that your mission is successful or it's unsuccessful does is not mutually exclusive to you being dead good that is not what that means
0: yeah that it's that's, that's good to know um yeah so like is there were you so when we did the character creation and stuff like that were you upset that everybody picked? Uh, drought, well, mostly. Did you, you, cause you, re- I know you wanted one character to be a bugbear just cause it was out of their wheelhouse. But w- did, did you get, I mean, were you like okay with every, you're like, okay, I guess this is what it is? Or, cause I remember you asking us, are you guys sure, are you sure you guys, you know, like, cause you guys are basically slaves at this point, you know, are you sure that you guys want to be slaves? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, no, so there, uh, no, uh, not upset at all very pleased with everyone's selection and idea of, of who they wanted to play um i just i personally think bugbears are awesome
0: well yeah i mean they have extra reach and i know. just
1: yeah i saw so much potential in that i wanted somebody to just be like i'm gonna be the dopest badass bugbear fighter who you know if i'm using a polearm my reach is 15 foot you could be a demon yeah. Um, but no one, no one wanted that. So I'm no, like, one
0: want, yeah, no one wanted to do it. No one wanted to do it. And the other guy, uh, one of the other characters or the other PCs, you know, he made his rogue, uh, and we were like, why don't you be a fighter or something? And he's like, I've spent a lot of time in this and we're like, okay, then so be it. You know, like I want, I, I wanted him to be like a religious zealot, you know what I mean? Something just completely, you know, completely, but I mean, like you said, it's hard for him and. It was comforting to do that, I guess. So I guess if it works out for him and he enjoys doing it, then...
1: Yeah, and so that's why over the last week, I met uh, independently with each person to ensure that they were satisfied with their choice and they are enjoying the direction that their characters are going, that the story is going. And it's not to say that it it isn't like the only opportunity, okay this is it. You either bail out now or you're stuck with this character. No. I mean, look, if you came to me or if anyone else within our party came to me in a month and they're just like, you know what? I, I hate this character. I am not having any fun at all. Um, like the overall satisfaction for everybody is more important to me than anything else. I'm not so stuck in my own story that I can't. Like make any sort of accommodation? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, if uh, even you, if you were just like, you know what, <sighs> I lost it. Like I'm not feeling this thing anymore. Uh, then I'd say, okay, look, look, we're gonna kill them off, and I want you to rule someone that you do want to play, and we'll bring them in. We'll fold them yeah. in. I, I just think that's more that's more fun for everybody. You I, know. So
0: I was kind of worried about that with the the player that decided to be a monk. Because I said, you know, I'm excited to see someone playing a monk, and he was thinking about it. And I think when he started out, he's like, I don't know if this is for me, but I think as he's leveled up and got uh, some tools, I think he's getting more and more excited about being a monk, which is actually kind of cool to watch somebody get very excited. Like, somebody's like, yeah, I'll give it a shot, and then you see him kind of turning on like, this is pretty cool. You know, like kind of, uh, not only do I get to hand out free alcohol, because he picked the drunken master style, but... Uh, he is being more effective in combat. He just needs to roll a little bit better, but he's doing better in combat and like yeah. being more effective. So
1: yeah, well, uh, and as his key points grow, uh, he he is just going to be he's going to turn into the walking macro where he's going to do four hundred things, and it's going to be annoying because he's going to he is going to devastate stuff. Uh, and also something, I mean, it's little concessions that I see within the kind of customized experience for the players. Um, something like uh, Jenkins, our Drunken Master Monk, we're giving him uh, uh, weaponry. We're giving him unarmed weapons, which are essentially brass knuckles. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're making those custom. Uh, and I've already done it for him once. We, we've created one and made for him uh, knuckles of laceration. And they just do plus two to damage. They don't affect his ability to hit or anything like that. But he's got a, he's got a fairly decent little buff so when he's hitting he can do an extra two damage every time and And it's those kinds of things that i i think are they're so critical to a good experience for the whole party look if i see that someone is failing every single time at the exact thing they're trying to be good at we're going to find a way to give them a little bit of an advantage so that there is some positive experience there
0: yeah i I don't I think he's a good character, and he's liking his character, but he, he even was frustrated because he was rolling so terribly like the last whatever, you know, where he's just like, exactly. he's like, man, come on. Like, I'm supposed to be able to hit this thing like three times in my turn with flurry of blows and stuff like that, and I just can't connect, you know?
1: Well, and the thing that I really drove home on, on that note was like, look, you guys weren't supposed to win that encounter uh, in the cellar of House Vendry I was I mostly plotted it like okay look you're going to have a combat experience at the end of this session but I was just going to have you guys get your asses handed to you
0: yeah and then we wake and up in the infirmary it. and they say by the like, yeah right exactly but that isn't what happened and
1: people started playing really well uh, people could have played better our assassin could have been Thinking three dimensionally, he could have been on the walls, all kinds of stuff. And we'll get there, but it's this—it's this understanding of who your character is. The bugbear finally did something physical, which I'm just like, what? What is your aversion to this? Why are you so? <laughs> you just go out of your way to avoid doing the thing that you're good at. What is your?
0: <laughs> I think for for him, like, if I was him, I would have went total wizard because the idea was the last two big things he's done my th- the dragon age thing and then my D thing was he was always picking physical fighters you know so it was like he's doing it again which is cool because he's a bugbear but he's like i guess i'll hit him if i have to like that idea of like he wants to branch out i would have if i was him i'd have been like no i'm i'll be the healer but i i'm a i am a pacifist i'm here to heal people because i'm sick of Playing two or three campaigns where all i do is whack people i want to do something different you know where i'm yeah i'm doing support yeah. spells or something like that you know so yeah. um it's hard <laughs> i to mean think. if
1: i was uh, it doesn't bother me if i like being a tank uh, i enjoy dishing out extreme amounts of damage and just looking at the opportunity that was there with the bugbear i was like bro somebody can be a full bugbear berserker with a polearm, and literally you could be whirlwinding from 15 feet away and just turning things to chop suey. Yeah. You could be disgusting.
0: Especially with uh, multiple attacks as a warrior where you just cut through people and you go to the next person and you cut through the next oh, person. Oh, then yeah. And then you get, you know, I don't. I haven't really played a warrior that much, but the idea of, like, you probably get a bonus action if you connect or kill somebody. You know, there's stuff like that, too, where if you kill someone, you can go to the next target and, like, you know, it's still your turn. And you're, you're you're just,
1: ba- yeah, you're you're John Wick with ten foot arms. Yeah, you're
0: basically you're bi- yeah you're basically <laughs> yeah you're a you're a human or mortal lawnmower, you know, where you just yeah. got you're cutting yeah. through people and whatever, you know. Yeah. So.
1: It, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. So, um, yeah, but we are there is this kind of exciting element, and I haven't even told anybody else yet, so I will have to have that opportunity to do so, but. Uh, we are gonna be folding a fifth person into our campaign and that is my friend Bethany uh, she lives in California and um, another
0: West coaster that you'll have to plan for because here on the East
1: Coast so she's she's so she's infinitely flexible though man she she's all over with that it's all good so um, but yeah I'm gonna step in with quite a unique character, and, and we're going to f- find a good way to fold that in. I think that it will be a really good dynamic. I think that it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a really nice balance within the, the setup we've got right now. And I'm, I am just, like I was saying, I'm personally excited about where this story has progressed so far. I think it's, I think it's really cool. Uh, I did have an overall idea of what I wanted to happen. It started coming to fruition the last couple rounds, and I was like, oh man, okay, this is tight.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it'll be interesting, and like you said, she, she's thinking, I don't know if she's totally decided on, it, but she's thinking of playing a female draw, which would be a great spokesperson for a bunch of people that are either slaves or cast out of regular society, where you say, well, you go talk to them, because... They're not going to listen to us. Like, if we get her on our side, at least, and she's traveling with us, and she starts to believe in the A team that we have assembled, or the C team that we have assembled, her telling her, like, listen, you're going to have to go talk to people, because they're not going to listen to us, so you do. You guys
1: can at least look like bodyguards and, like, not be harassed or something, right? Yeah, because,
0: I mean, even when I went to the market, I knew mentally, and my character knew, like, hey, I'm going to be ripped off. These people don't like men. And something that went for a gold, they're like, "Well, we give you like three silver for it." And you're like, "This is what it is, you know? Like, I don't want it. Just give me the money, I, you know." But, it, <laughs> but if we had a female drow with this, it's like, "Hey, go go talk to them. This is what we want, you know." So, right. I mean, right. that and, and then if she's a healer, that would be great too because we don't really have that. So, that's right.
1: Yeah, there is some intention there. Yeah, to to fold some ability to um, keep your asses alive for sure. So there's a good creative spark happening and, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to fold that in. I think it will just be, it will add some, some really cool layers. I think it's going to be uh, very fun.
0: It'll be good. It's always good to like, you know, I think being an old man, I don't understand how people get friends anymore. So like it'll be interesting. It'll, <laughs> yeah. be interesting to just, it'll be interesting to meet a new person to be like I don't know you. Like you know like you know, this is great. well we
1: didn't we didn't know each other all that long, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, I've been good I would consider you a friend. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's like, this is one of those you make your friends. I don't fucking know. You just occasionally like run into some like-minded people and then you're just like okay yeah cool. i mean
0: i didn't think i would run anybody from tennessee that's for sure like uh randomly in my day-to-day being on the west coast like i didn't think that was gonna happen so no yeah, yeah. no that's, i i, I thought about that thought. like i thought about that like when was the last <laughs> time i actually met someone as a friend besides you i was like i think that was it for several years i think it was just Wes. i don't think it was anybody yeah. else so yeah, you're like, hey, I'm gonna bring someone in the group. I'm like, I get to meet a new person. That's crazy, especially with COVID and everything. And <laughs> yeah. uh, we're in lockdown. Do
1: I, do I have to wear a mask or? Uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: I know it's Zoom and all, but um, so my my last question to you is like, how do you? I mean, do you feel this campaign is gonna be? I mean, obviously, it's gonna be more political intrigue. But like, what I try to do with my campaigns is like at least give people a heads up. You know, of like, hey, this session is going to be a little bit more combat heavy or not, so that way people kind of mentally prepare? Or are you just going to say, hey, we're just, this is going to be session four? I mean, are you going to tell people? I mean, I'm not trying to affect how you DM. I'm just saying, like, is there. Uh, are, are you going to do that? Are you going to tell people, like, here's what to expect? Because you kind of did set expectations already about this is just going to be more political intrigue than it is combat, you know?
1: So I. I... Maybe I did. I don't, I don't know. Look, so I, I am not trying to set this up to be something that is exclusively a thing, right? So mm-hmm. it's not to say that, hey, this is just heavy political intrigue. That's all you should expect from this experience. No, I just want layers of that. I want that to be present um, from a, from a game master perspective. I want to get you guys out of Benzo I don't want you sitting in the capital city of drow society for the entire fucking experience. That, for me, will get boring. Right. And it's also incredibly dangerous. I But you guys are here, and there is some mad shit going down, and you are deep in some political nonsense, and you can... The second that we resolve this storyline, you can get the fuck out. And it doesn't have to remain political intrigue. It could turn into just a standard adventure scenario. You guys will have everything open to you. Regardless of the outcome of what happens here, if you survive and you get out of this place, it's up to you. Does this party go to the surface? Everyone would be at a massive disadvantage. Oh, yeah. Will we all be nocturnal? Exactly. Would this party go and try and uh, meet with the the the, the underdark gnomes with the dwarves? I don't know what happens. Do you guys go and start a homestead? Do you find Gragnock? I don't. Yeah. I mean, you've got there's a billion options. Once you're done with this, you can just go and do whatever the hell you want. And, I...
0: I mean, not to tell you all my plans, but I do have plans for Greg Knock. As soon as our uh, handler was like, you know, he had plans for you, I was like, oh really? Okay, I'll file that away in the mental filing cabinet of, you know, because she kind of let loose like, oh, this is what I had planned for him, and I was like, oh really? Okay, cool. I'll remember that. Uh, Just like in a, a. It
1: seems like the next. It's so it's the it's the easiest known thing outside of your current physical surroundings right it's the easiest known thing you know of a dude who hauled off you can go meet up with him or see what the fuck is going on right um and from there we can find out what's happening now that's not to say that there aren't always just countless countless things happening within uh, the world around you um you guys are in a very narrow pocket of some Inter house bickering and fighting right now.
0: Yeah, I mean we're pawns basically right now. You're
1: right now. Yeah, you're just getting used. And once you break outside of that, then you'll have exposure to the outside world. What is happening? uh, What what deals are going on? What wars are currently waging? There's always wars waging,
0: right? Right, Always, yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. Once you could break outside of this this uh, narrative. Uh, you guys will have so much opened up to you, and it will be up to you on, on what you want to do, and the political intrigue side of it, I just wanted to have some of it there, and it is, we're in it right now, but it doesn't have to just be the full narrative going forward. I guess also what I would say is my idea for uh, kind of the longevity of this adventure is I I don't see a particular end in sight I have quite a few ideas of what I would like to see happen and I would really like to um, feed a few people's backstories and give them some substance and give them some validation to the thought that they've put into the creation of their characters so um, yeah I mean I could see this going to level 15 16 18 something like that it's it just depends on if everyone's having a good time. If we get through uh, where we're at right now, you guys are stuck in. You guys are stuck in the worst place. <laughs> you are in the worst place. You need to get the hell out of this place.
0: I mean, some of it about going to the surface world. I like the idea of uh, where if we did go to the surface, where would we pop up? Because that's obviously your discretion. Of you know, we don't have to be in. I mean, we you could come up in the middle of uh, Faroon or Icewind Dale, obviously, or. You know, you could be in the middle of um, anywhere, really. And, I mean, to me, that's that's a cool part of, like, oh, it's snowy around here and sucks. Should we go back? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: Could you imagine a drow in the daytime in snow?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, like, the worst. So You would be
1: so blind, you'd probably be taking, like, damage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just you, from
1: how bright
0: it was. Yeah, you, like a hit point a day or something. Ah,
1: just over a minute or something. I mean, open your eyes. You're nocturnal, and you, dude. Yeah, and the sun is bouncing off of this,
0: this snow. white
1: snow. Oh lord, yeah. Your eyes would just burn, dude. Um, there's also there's more below you, and there's some above you before the surface. So there's right. there's a lot going on. There's multiple. Uh, trading organizations that are happening. Some legal, some illegal, yes. Most illegal, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Like,
0: an, so, like you a know. 90-10 split of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: There's dark gnomes, there's dark dwarves, they're, you know, they have their own societies and capital cities and whatnot. Right. Yeah. They're heavily uh, slaved and so oppressed by the drow, but they are independent. They're rocking their own shit, so... There's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. There definitely is. There's a lot of opportunity. A lot of kind of frontier style shit that, you know, you can set up your own stuff and it's not unheard of. Folks have set up their own towns in the Underdark and have been semi successful until being, you know, overrun by a particular clan or something.
0: Yeah, I mean it, I mean in our Dragon Age thing I think I told you, but the one guy who was the warrior was like so renowned that he just is like, I'm starting my own township. And I said, oh, that's a cool idea. And he goes, no, no, I've written out uh, the farmland and grain requirements and tax already. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, did you write all that down? He said, yeah. I said, good, give it to me because I'm not writing all that down. Like, if you've already worked all that out, like, I'm not going to, yeah. Maybe you need to play another character. (laughs) Like, maybe you need to roll up another a uh, character that is not your guy because you're running a township at this point. You wouldn't oh, go on the road. Shit. You wouldn't go on the road. There's no way your character would go on the road. So, I mean, I'm having a really good time. I, I can't wait till next Friday. Is there anything you want to say? You know, good or bad at the end? Or do you want to like? You know, you can't wrap everything up. Are you? You know, you're happy with how everything went. Are you know? You're obviously looking forward to us rolling. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to add to? Uh, the whole D&D thing? You just mostly played D&D, right? Like, you haven't really played... Have you played other tabletop stuff? Or have you just done D&D?
1: Oh, Lord, it's been a long time. Uh, I have... I did play a uh, Star Wars tabletop RPG. It was a blast. I had a super good time with that. Um, I'd be down to, you know... I would be down to host or be a part of something outside of that, even if it like a more modern kind of walking dead thing or something. But, um, of course you have to have source material and have an understanding of those things. Right. right. That's, that's a lot of what it takes to kind of get there for that. So, um, no, uh, I mean, closing statement. so far, I'm really enjoying this. I, it, what, what has been happening is this vision that I had for the underdark, it's coming to fruition. This idea that I wanted us all to be a part of underdark races, to be races that are in any other campaign evil, bad, horrible, but we don't care. We're all that. Right? So yeah. it's just normal here. It's just normal. It's normal in this space. You're a bugbear. You're a drow. You're a goblin. It's all normal. Yeah. We don't care. No one's just like, you're evil. We might see, like, a human and be like, ah, you yeah. know, freak out about that.
0: I do um, like that one, one rogue kept asking, like, is this guy good or bad? And you're like, well, that doesn't really mean a lot down here. Like, everybody's kind of on the same level of being a yeah. complete shithead. So.
1: Yeah, yeah but I, I i just i think it's just a fun dynamic to introduce because we're kind of breaking a lot of those i and I, D societal norms right like yeah. oh well these characters are all evil well you're all all evil so right. are you evil to you, each other no you're just fucking normal you're living your normal <laughs> lives yeah. this is regular stuff does life suck down here yeah absolutely It's not easy.
0: Yeah, but people adapt to that, and that's what they do, you know?
1: Exactly. It's normal here. So, Yeah. uh, yeah, I am enjoying playing in this space. I think it's very fun. It's a cool kind of just dynamic shift of like, all right, we're always playing on the surface. We're always these good races. Now we're going to play on the bottom, and we are good races. Yeah. To ourselves we are, sure. Yeah. So,
0: Have you enjoyed uh, uh, DMing more than playing, or uh, you know, is it apples and oranges? Or?
1: Um, so far I've enjoyed DMing equally, eh, maybe a little bit more. I do enjoy like being a participant and, and doing some combat and whatnot, but I also really enjoy getting to just nerd out with voices, you know, with accents and stuff and embody characters and trying and put people on edge and do things. I have been really enjoying that. Yeah, um, I
0: mean that's one thing you can do. I can not you, you got voices. I don't got I don't got voices, which is fine.
1: Yeah. I, I mean it's not necessary, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Like I really enjoyed the whole throne scene with the lady getting the talk and uh you know the current matron of the house oh, yeah. getting,
0: her getting nasally the like you should heal nasally voice she has of like i can't believe i'm talking yeah, to these was, people yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like i can't uh, believe i'm talking to you guys like yeah
1: it's good i love i have a, i have a good time with it i and even for myself it like it really puts my own imagination in a different place and i'm just like okay
0: Do you have art for her or are you just I mean you've described your well and everything is that off art or are you just like going off notes or something or
1: no it's just full fully from how I have imagined her I can I think I will have to find something that really shows uh, what she looks like but um, you know she is an elder past matron and and uh, yeah, we'll have to find something to to kind of represent her. Yeah, I mean, I, I
0: can see her clearly in my mind and everything. But I like some people do, like the other members of the group. I know the rogue is like, you know, I really it helps to see to visualize, you know, because he hasn't really been role playing as much as the rest of us have. So two right. two of the members of the group haven't been role playing as much as other members. So you know, which is fine. So well, Wes, this has been a good talk, man. I'm glad you did, agreed to do it. I wanted to do it when all everybody got to level four because that's like a milestone. And I'll, yeah. probably, I'll probably do this again uh, when we reach another big milestone. Like, I don't know when the campaign's going to be, quote-unquote, done. But if you're like, hey, this is the end of this arc and it, it'll either take a really long time for me to plan another arc or, you know, I know you're having a kid soon so you might be like, hey, these <laughs> sessions are going to get a lot shorter and a lot more in between, you know? So, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so. Um, no, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I had a great time. It's... Um... I I look forward to doing it again, and you know, looking looking forward to this narrative playing out and seeing, uh, really, where this story goes for this party. Because I, there's we have quite a few options. There's a lot that's going to transpire, and you guys have. I mean, you're in the thick of it. It's going to get very challenging, and I think that it will be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. assuming that. You know, you're successful or not. Let's well, see what the outcome is because we're gonna we're going down that path right
0: now. And that was it. That was um that was me talking to Wes about his first time, you know, gaming. Being a DM. So it was good to talk to him. Um and uh, we'll probably do something when he's done. Uh, you know, when we all cause he He's got, a, he's got a kid on the way, and so whatever this arc is is going to end when the kid comes. He said he might have some time, but I think he is being incredibly optimistic, so I think that will change, but I definitely want to have maybe, a thing with all of us like we did with Dragon Age uh, um, several episodes back where we'll have everybody to kind of just talk about what they felt about the campaign and everything like that, you know, with Wes and the call, maybe we'll do like a multi-call, you know, a multi-person call and we'll just all talk and chat about good stuff and funny stuff and things like that. And um, yeah, so that was Wes uh, in his first role as a DM. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's going to be it for this week. But I want to remind you guys again that this will this podcast will have my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, uh, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there. Let me know what you think of the show. You can also go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Write me a line. Let me know what you think of the show. Or you can go to the Apple iTunes podcast store or uh, the Google Play store, subscribe to the podcast there, leave me the stars, likes, things like that. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. Um, let me know how you heard of the show and stuff like that, and I will try to get better about um, promoting the show. So have a good week, be safe, and I will talk to you guys again next week.
1: Bye.